Hello everyone and welcome once again to my podcast channel. My name is Claudia and in today's podcast we will talk about Greek medicine. I will start by saying that you can talk about as many medicines as there have been cultures and historical periods. The way in which human diseases have been treated and approached are very varied and have depending on the historical context in which the doctor lived. And of course, Greek medicine is not an exception. The way that ancient Greeks look at disease is quite different from how we do it today, although it has influenced and laid the foundation of current medical practice. Within the great periods of the history of Western civilization, ancient Greece is called a period that goes from 11th to 12th century before Christ until 5th century after Christ. At this time, Greek medicine was characterized by not being refined and was probably made based on Egyptian medicine. Great historical events of the time give clues to what the medical task was like in ancient Greek culture. One of them was the Battle of Troy, one of the great armed conflicts experienced in the early days of young Europe. It was during the war that several questions were raised about how wounds of badly wounded soldiers should be treated. Medical practice, union by epic poems like the Iliad and Homer's Odyssey, were interspersed with religious rites and superstitions. In fact, the first of the commented work refers to those who, according to Homer, were the first practitioners of medicine, Polydrio and Macau. Okay guys, as a curiosity I will tell a legend. According to this, Macau put his healing knowledge into practice with a king, the Spartan Menalius, who had been wounded by an arrow. The story goes that Macon first treated the monarch by exploring the gold and what state his patient was in, then shocking the blood from the injury and finally administering the treatment. As I have said before, this war was the first time where wounds began to heal because until then, in the early days of Greek culture, the vision that was held about the therapeutic process was very marked by the belief that health often depended on the wishes and wills of the Olympian goods. Most of the Hellenic temples were built near water sources since it was believed that if someone became ill, they could be cured by the water that, when arising near a temple, would acquire regenerative powers. Among the many deities that make up the great pantheon, one stands out above the others in terms of its role in therapeutic protests, Asclepiades. This deity was the good of medicine, being the zone of the former good with the same function, Apollo, and a beautiful but mortal virgin named Corinth. Legend has it that Apollo fell in love with the virgin watching her bathe in the forest and made her pregnant. However, her father wanted to marry his cousin, Ischion. Upon learning of this, Apollo cursed his fate and decided to kill both his beloved and his fiancée. However, after taking their lives, he felt sorry for his unborn son and decided to extract him from the dead womb of Corinne, giving birth to Asclepiades. The newborn was taken to Mount Pelion and raised by the centaur Chiron, 
who taught him multiple knowledge, including medicine. Asclepiades, when he had grown up, went to practice his knowledge in the big cities, developing a prestigious doctor. With the page of the time, his father, Apollo, who until then had been the good of medicine, abdicated this title, giving it to his son. Understanding the myth behind this good, it is logical to think that the doctors of ancient Greece worshipped him, considering his design something fundamental so that the patient could be cured. The sick came to him to overcome their illness or to wonder why he had punished them with it. Next, I am going to explain a little where the chemical processes were carried out. Some temples erected to Asclepiades work in a similar way as modern hospitals do today. For example, in Pergamos and in other temples, the sick went there and underdressed to put on white robes. Once this was done, they went to another prison of the temple, similar to a hotel, with care to treat the patients and host them for a time. Let's go now with how important this issue is. How to block this medicine? From the 5th century after Christ, there are a series of sociopolitical and cultural changes that make Greece become the great power of the moment, and this is also reflected in its knowledge, especially in the field of biology, astronomy, and most notably in medicine. It could be said that it is, at this time, although very far from how it's understood today, scientific medicine appears. At this time appears one of the great thinkers in the history of Western civilization, Aristotle, who carried out an extensive study of life forms, beginning with animals. This philosopher from the city of Stavria studied and classified about 500 animals with the intention of understanding not only the natural world, but also human nature itself. Another Greek philosopher who seems to have expressed an interest in medical subjects was Pythagoras of Samos. He believed that just as numbers are old or even all natural phenomena are made up of pairs of opposites. In a similar way, Aclameon de Cortona was of the opinion, an adequate balance of opposing conditions assures health. When this relation is altered, the disease is expressed. Thus, for example, an excess of heat causes fever and cold causes cold. But without any doubt, the most remembered and with which we relate Greek medicine is with our beloved Hippocrates of the 5th century before Christ, who was the one who began to give meaning to suffering. For all doctors and those who are not, he is a figure that has had an important role and fame within the field of health science. Its name is associated with one of the great discoveries in history, supposing a great change in the conception of the region of disease in pre-Christian Greece, all this is a natural phenomenon. It sought to specific the root of health problems in order to offer a solution for the well-being of the population. His medicine emphasized the sick, observation, facts, and prognosis rather than illness, theory, philosophical system, and diagnosis. The disease was not localized in one part of the body, all of it was sick. He made a contribution in three important aspects of medicine. First, it was based on observation and reasoning, leaving aside the assumption that religion caused disease. 
it is noted that diseases have symptoms that must be reviewed for determination. The faces, urine, and tongue of the patient should be examined. And in addition, it makes a differentiation between malaria and fever. Second, Hippocrates offers hypotheses that have the purpose of describing the originals of the condition and its possible symptoms. In this theory of the four humors, he speaks of components such as phlegm, bile, blood, and water, which, when altered, produce disease in people. He dedicated himself to studying how the body and its anatomy work. Third, ensures all those who practice medicine with a moral commitment that those who practice medicine adhere. Previously, education regarding healthcare was restricted to an elite of Greeks, but after Hippocrates, ordinary people, women, poor, or foreigners must be treated equally without exclusion. Despite the fact that more than 20 centuries have passed since the time in which Hippocrates lived, there are many great contributions of this Greek that have had an impact on the vision that we have today of medicine and its field of application. It should be not overlooked that thanks to Greek scientific advances, in addition to the foundation of disciplines such as microbiology, oncology and genetics, the causes of disease are known more clearly. However, this could hardly have arisen if these were still believed to be a result of invisible heavenly cures today. The contribution that is perhaps the best known is that of the Hippocratic Oath. As has already been said, Hippocrates defended the idea that every sick person had the right to be careful, regardless of their status or social condition. Today, this oath is fundamental in medical practice, and in fact, those who have just finished their medical studies must recite it during the graduation ceremony. Another of the great contributions of Greek medicine, in this case at the land of Aristotle, is the study of animal and human anatomy. Thanks to this, and despite the rudimentary technique, it was possible to perform the first surgical intervention with truly therapeutic results. Well, here is to this podcast, guys. I hope it has helped you and that you have lived knowing a little more about Greek medicine, the origins of this and the philosopher who helped to perform it. As I have commented, without the brilliance of this medicine, today medicine will be not so developed. Therefore, it is something fundamental that we must know. I hope this podcast has helped you and see you soon in the next one.